gentlemen, welcome to episode 14 of the BSOI Pre-Fight Checklist. This is the final episode of season one, and it's our New Year's episode. So we're going to combine a lot of different things together. Don't know how long this podcast is going to go, but I have a fantastic group of people with me today. I have Luke, Muhammad, and Ryan. Luke, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I just arrived back in Columbus yesterday about 3 p.m. I had a good little three-week relaxation vacation at home with my parents and now i'm trying to get back into the swing of things this week and next so that i don't get absolutely slammed with classes but got a couple little gizmos and gadgets to play with that my parents got me for christmas uh i got a little little lego toy just for fun but hopefully by the new year turn i can get some more exercise in my life and manage my time a bit better so that i can get as much rocketry in my life uh, as I can. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more on that. Just being able to be fit. And like, I always put the list as myself saying, I'm going to go to the gym and work out. And then like COVID somewhat scares me from going there. But at the same time, no, like people are wearing masks. So it's like, is it really that big of a deal? Have a disposable mask. And after I finish, throw it out and just put on the fabric mask. So yeah, I agree. And I, I, I'm looking forward to that. The RPAC will be open this coming semester and I like to swim. So uh, it makes me relieved thinking that hopefully the chlorine just destroys all the germs in and around my body. (laughs) I don't know if that's true at all, but it gives me some, some sense of confidence that I'm not going to die. Hey, confidence is all you really need at this point. Exactly. Exactly. Muhammad, I'll go to you. How are you doing today? I am doing great. It is going to be hard to follow Luke. Uh, he's done so much, <laughs> but literally working, working as much as I can. Went to Cleveland for about three days just to get out of the school like system, just enjoy myself, get away from the studies, all that stuff. So came back, put in a 72-hour work week this week, and... Now I'm enjoying um, the little sense of freedom that I have before I start again tomorrow. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty much what I'm doing. And also learning as much as I can about the rocket that we're, uh, that we have at NASA. So just doing that, trying to learn every inch of it so I can answer any possible questions if they are thrown my way. Very good. I love that you enjoyed your break and understanding the rocket that you're working on with NASA. Gotta love it. Give you some props. I'll clapping in the distance but you can't hear on the mic but clapping (laughs) (laughs) and then yeah go i'll internalize the clapping i'll take it (laughs) (laughs) and ryan ryan how are you doing i'm doing pretty well we've been working really hard on the cdr for the nasa project over break it's due january 4th and we're looking like we're uh gonna get it turned in on time but outside of dsli i've been having a great time on winter break hanging out in uh, st louis my hometown you know catching up with friends and family of course via zoom social distance all that fun stuff but you know it's been a really great winter break so far so i'm pretty happy hey that's all good i know one of our questions you know sort of goes over what you have done over winter break but since some of you all talked about it we don't need to go into that question but I kind of want to go into, you know, if you got any gifts from for Christmas that you really like or any other gifts that you received over the holiday season. 
So I'll go with Luke on this one. Yeah, sure. So I had a I had a pretty good Christmas. I I had two main gifts. My mom got me a really nice woven blanket, handmade. Um, I'm not sure from where, from who, but it's beautiful. I'm, I'm using it right now. It's quite warm, but my favorite gift was I got a custom made chess set from a carpenter in the Cleveland area. My mom is good friends with the carpenter in the area. She's really into the jewelry community. Um, so that's an extension of all art. So she, she knows who to communicate to. So she got me a uh, custom set made and I know it is kind of on the chess bandwagon right now I'm sure some of you are familiar with the new show on Netflix the Queen's Gambit but I had been playing probably for about a year and a half now I started last fall in 2019 I got I got into a YouTube rabbit hole I was just staring at chess videos and then I was like okay I kind of actually like this so I ended up playing a lot and uh, my mom sneakily acted on that and she got me a really nice really nice chess set so it's it's one of a kind i'm happy to have it but she wanted me to keep it at the house it, it looks nice there and she likes to play with my sister and my dad so it's cool uh, maybe i should play you in chess one day luke one day oh maybe. i'd love to i just got another chess set coming in on amazon today nice muhammad what about you sorry i lost the movie um unmute button but <laughs> Well, I mean, I didn't celebrate um, Christmas, but at work, a friend caught me completely off guard and bought me a couple of a couple of gifts. And one of the things he bought me is if you guys know this thing called like it's called fig pin. I didn't know what they were till I mean, till he got me one. And I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan. And he got me one that has a little Goku on it that I can put on my lanyard um, that we use at work. And anytime that like we're tired or anything i just look at his face and just how happy and like glowing he is i just gives me that extra push for like one more hour maybe 10 more hours but go I just go. super saiyan oh no like when he was a kid like this was like dragon ball oh okay okay yeah and then the other one he got me was a uh i don't know what it's called but like you know those big headed figures Man, I, I don't know what they're called. Let me see. I have the box in front like of me. Like the uh, Funko Pops? Yes, Funko yeah, Pops. Yeah, yeah. And he got me one where it was, it's a Piccolo one because I, I, he actually, he's a very attentive guy. And I told him I wouldn't buy a Funko Pop for myself unless it's Piccolo because he seems like the most um, detailed character to have a Funko Pop. And he remembered that, wrote it down and everything and bought me one. And I have them every day. I look at them every day and just, it, it's really nice. That's nice. That's a good friend. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I had to rush and buy him some things. And it was within like three days. And I just couldn't match his intensity with it. And I just felt so bad. <laughs> no, that's all good. And Ryan, what about you? What did you get? Wireless chargers. Those are honestly one of the best inventions of the 21st century. They're amazing because... I don't have to deal with finding a cord when it's late at night and like plugging my phone in because like a lot of people charge my phone overnight, you know, but also like a lot of people, I use my phone as an alarm. So it's like right by my bed and the wire always gets like kicked under the bed or under a desk or something weird. The wireless charger, just got to put your phone down on top of it, charges your phone. So I'm so happy to get a wireless charger for Christmas because, you know, now I don't have to 
deal with hunting down wire. It's been great. Nice. I guess for me, I got really two gifts that I really like. I got AirPods Pro and I got a waffle iron. I kind of like the waffle iron more. So, you know, maybe I could bring the waffle iron to the CDME and make waffles for y'all. That sounds delicious. <laughs> that would be great once it? we can meet. I have and not I have- used it. It's like I got it, you know, for Christmas. And I know I joked with Anu about this, like, oh, we should just cook food at the CDME one, like on a Saturday morning when we have a build day. And it was like, bring anything that you can technically cook. But sadly, the CDME does not have a stove. So you have to get creative on uh, how. You- do they have an oven? Um, I don't think it has an oven. The kitchen doesn't uh, have a stove. No, it just, it just has weird. a sink, a refrigerator, and maybe a dishwasher. But that's it. Well, you're washing dishes. There's no stove. Yeah. There's no dish. Tupperware. <laughs> you're washing Tupperware. What are you? I mean, um, doesn't Avi have like a giant like hot dog thing? No, that was Gordon. Gordon had oh, a Gordon, giant, yeah. giant hot Gordon, dog maker. Yeah, you can get Gordon new near Waffle Iron. You could all have like a breakfast there. That, that is very good. True. I'll get in on that. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll bring the milk. all right that's a great way to segue us into our topics for today so looking at this semester the question at hand is what is your favorite bsli moment of this semester and i'll go in the same order that i did when i introduced everybody so luke you're up first yeah this is a no-brainer for me i haven't been able to go into the cdme often because of the restrictions ohio status applied on our club but the one time we did go in i went in with lauren rafe came back for a visit avi was there two of the team members from the aero recovery team were there carly was there and we all um walked through the entire recovery system for the spaceport rocket so uh myself and my two teammates needed to understand the recovery system completely in order to be able to uh engineer the new system so lauren walked us through that and we just got the joke it was it was like a a couple hours but uh, i didn't think it would be so fun to just fixate on one thing and really dive deep into why decisions were made and why things were designed the way they are so i really enjoyed that and it even ended i don't know if any of you saw the video in slack but it, it ended with um i forget who i think rafe suggested it that we go and test a black powder charge for the nose cone deployment uh and some of us were skeptical skeptical of course not myself actually but i was completely for it but uh, we ended up uh testing the nose cone charge making making some black powder go boom and it was just fun it, it made me really really appreciate how much the club is actually meant to me because sitting in zoom and talking about aerodynamics is fun but really seeing my teammates faces and uh working with other people and smiling and laughing uh it really meant a lot to me so that was easily my my favorite memory i have to i think that's a good memory because i remember the first time recovery dragged me into doing ejection charge i was terrified because i didn't know what to expect (laughs) and we literally went out like the back door like you were talking about but it's like, it's technically quote unquote, our blast door. And it's like, they said, touch these two wires together. I'm like, really? And I touched it, nothing happened. And they were just like saying, you got to hold it longer. And they did it and you hear the 
loud explosion. That loud. Yeah, it is quite. It's a bit more violent than I would have thought. Which I, I mean, you guess I need you need that to happen at thirty thousand feet. But it was pretty cool. There was a there's an ambulance parked right outside the CDME for some reason. So we were a bit worried about hitting Matt, but it was all was well and it was a good test. But it, it, I agree. It, it's a bit more violent and it kind of seems weird sometimes to think that engineering is like, okay, just slap these two wires together and see what happens. <laughs> so it, it was fun. It was fun. Mohammed, what about you? Uh, for me, it was that one of them was definitely uh, one of the structures meetings, but I think hands down after giving it some thought, it would have to be the, the COSI outreach program that we did. That was one of the absolute best things because it was also helping while also getting to helping the community while also getting to know and really personally get to know your other uh, crew members, so to, so to say. And they were just so nice. I remember Joe went there, Vinny went there as well. And it was a couple of other people too. Oh my God. I'm so terrible with names, but I can just see them. We had a great time. It was like music was there. We were, music was pumping. We were just all joking around, having a blast while also, I guess, helping out the community and making these little lunch boxes. Well, we call, they're quote unquote lunch boxes, but they had so much of these scientific experiments and how to do those experiments and what ingredients you needed but then they also gave you the ingredients it was all that and it was it was a really touchy thing glad you were able to enjoy the outreach luke i see you unmuted yourself are you gonna add yeah, on to it gonna, yeah i was just gonna say that sounds nice one of my favorite things i work at the planetarium at ohio state and working with kids or any other sort of individuals who aren't related to ohio state is always a fun time so i'm glad to hear you enjoyed it as much as you did Oh yeah, for sure. It is. It was nice. It because it wasn't too, I guess, uh, school heavy. So we weren't doing much of the normal rocket launching or testing yeah. or doing it. It was just more of you got to see everyone out of their uh, focused element and more of their in their chill and getting to actually know people. Joe is really good at that. I really, mm -hmm. really realize that Joe can really get a bunch of people that really don't know each other and get them to vibe. And I really respected him off of when it, um, when it comes to that. And it was, it was good. Nice. It's good to hear. And Ryan, what about you? Uh, my favorite moment from this year, from 2020 with BSL, I definitely uh, last year's NASA flight demonstration launch um, followed very closely by the uh, parachute tests for that year. Cause what we did was we went out on very windy day. It was about, I think, 20 mile an hour winds to do our demonstration launch. And we've got, you know, 80, 80, or 80, 90 inch rocket weighs about 35 pounds, give or take. So we're going out there, we're going to launch it. This was back when uh, Harry was PM and before the pandemic and everything happened. So we're out there, we launch the rocket, it comes down, it starts drifting. We're like, okay, well, fine, we'll just go out and onto the cornfield, pick up the rocket. It'll be easy. It'll be great. Well, we start walking. We start walking towards the vehicle. We see the parachute's still inflated. I'm like, oh, well, that's, that's no big deal. It's probably just the wind blowing it around. So we keep on walking, and about 
15, 10, 15 minutes later, we're like, hey, it, it doesn't seem to have gotten any closer to us. Then we realized that the winds were dragging the vehicle across the cornfield. We had to chase it for about four miles, give or take. It wasn't fun in the moment, but looking back, it was definitely one of the highlights of BSLI because we had to, I think, trek across four miles of cornfield, give or take, <laughs> to pick up the vehicle. And then when we finally got to it, it was all torn up with mud everywhere. But that was definitely one of my favorite memories. Yeah, I have to agree. The test launching is always a good memory at BSLI. Oh, yeah. And seeing the parachute open, it's always exciting, exhilarating. Because I remember my freshman year when Spaceport did their launch, the rocket landed so close back to us. And it's like they could literally just run to it and just come back. It's like, oh, not a problem. And then when the 10K went off, that bad boy oh, went in another direction. I'm like, oh, wow. But which 10K launched? The 60-degree one? Or oh, the... not the 60-degree. It was before. Okay, good. It was the 10K rocket that won first place. Okay, so the one that worked. <laughs> yes. Not the other ones that had sheared rare buttons as they launched. <laughs> that was only one of them. Yep. No, I think both rail buttons popped off when they both launched. Oh, did both of them pop off? So, like, the top one stayed on. It was the bottom one that sheared off. So, once it cleared the tower, whatever. Yeah, the, once it cleared the tower, it was just. It was guided by the wind. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's a moving sailboat with a motor attached to it. Yeah, it's a moving sailboat going about 180 feet per second, maybe. 500 feet off the ground, roughly 60 degrees to the horizon. Yeah, it's a, it's a safe sailboat. <laughs> I'm going to have to say for me, my favorite BSLI moment, I think was just watching the SpaceX launch. I think, was it Crew 2 or Crew 1? forget which one. I guess both uh, are fine. Depends which one, yeah. Both are yeah. technically cool, so I'll, Crew I'll two lump is them the together. with people in them. Yes. Because I'm talking about the second one with more crew besides Bob and Doug. Yeah. So I like that one a lot because we got the team together. We were all watching it. Though it wasn't like, I guess, like the first one when they launched Bob and Doug. But I just think just having the newer members experiencing that and being a part of the Rocket team, I think that was just more exciting. And then I probably also have to say is some of the social events we had, especially the Among Us. I'll throw that into the funny section a little bit later. But some of our Among Us games were pretty fun on how they unraveled, but I'll save that for the next section. So I'll go into that next section. So I'll go with Luke with some of your funny moments or fun moments that happened this semester. Oh, dear. Honestly, it feels like I wasn't able to have fun because I was staring at Zoom all day. That's not true. I enjoyed my classes thoroughly, but funny moments? Um, I'd say... I can't think of anything in particular, but I always thought it was funny seeing how other people would act in class on Zoom or just how it just seems like everyone is in complete disarray with COVID and there's nothing you can do about that. Trying to organize so many different things that are usually done in person is hard to do over the internet, but seeing how different teachers approach zoom and seeing how things do and don't work out. I thought I always got a bit of a chuckle out of that, but I can't think of anything particularly that comes to mind. If I do, I'll, I'll let you, I'll bring my, my voice back up, but I can't think of anything right now. All righty. Muhammad, what about you? 
I think I'm going to have to be on the same boat. There was nothing really funny. I mean, besides how devastated I'd, I'd be at the end of every exam, that was, that's got to be funny from a third party point of view. <laughs> but me personally, I, I don't know. I don't think I can think of anything right now. All right. And then we go to Ryan. Uh, I actually do have a couple funny moments. Uh, Doctor, one of my professors, Dr. Bonds, um, he went to MIT for his graduate degree, I think, but teaches aerodynamics, right? So he comes in, does his regular lecture, talks about aerodynamics, compressibility effects, all the fun stuff for about 45 to 50 minutes of a 55-minute class period. In the last five minutes of class, every day, without fail, will bring up some anecdote about his time when he was at MIT. And it's like clockwork. You would sit in class, you'd be vaguely paying attention, and then he'd bring up some story about a lab in MIT and how they were working with a wind tunnel and it all blew up or something because of this one effect they neglected. But at the last five minutes, every day, it's just the strangest thing. And he would bring it up just randomly during, or not during exams, but right before exams, he'd be like, oh, we had this exam at MIT. And he'd always relate it back to MIT. It's the weirdest thing. So, and likes MIT. Yeah, he really does like MIT. And I guess the other funny moment, definitely uh, Dr. McNamara for Structures 1 before the uh, final exam. I'll never forget what he said. I can quote him. He said, this will be the easiest exam you take in college. And I can say without a doubt, that was not correct. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lie <laughs> it was a lie <laughs> you had your expectations leaning one way and then he gave you the curveball yeah. right yeah. Trying to see, I figure out who studies and who doesn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was really trying to weed people out even though it was a junior year course <laughs> <laughs> for me I think it's definitely probably the BSLI, BSLI Among Us events. And I think Muhammad captured it the best where the ghosts were just around the remaining active people left. I think I was the imposter that round. And it's just like everyone was just standing there just waiting for something to happen. And I was just like chilling. I'm like, yeah, this is nothing's bad is going to happen. But every game, like the first time we actually played together as a team, I was literally calling out the imposter left and right. And I was getting it like, <laughs> like 85% of the time. I was like, I was not wrong <laughs> by who did it. And sometimes I was like, I panic and I saw someone chasing me and be like, I got to hit that meeting button. Someone's <laughs> following me. And I'm like, say this so-and-so was following me, report them, vote them out. And literally everyone agreed with me and they voted out. I think it was so weird because I never thought, people would believe my story. I'm like saying, hmm, someone sus. I think it's this person. And everyone just agrees with them. Like saying, I'm one person. I said this and everyone is agreeing with it. So that I find that kind of pretty funny in some sense, where it's like one person is talking so much and everyone just believes the story and be like, yep, it's pretty valid. And then voila, you voted <laughs> off the imposter and be like, yes, this is the luck. This is my IQ going off. <laughs> I, I love how Trevor said, um, I, I so-and-so when that so-and-so wasn't anyone besides me every time I followed I would follow Trevor only because I was scared to death <laughs> I was an imposter 
But I felt like if I was with Trevor or with someone, I wouldn't be considered the imposter. And if he gets near one of my tasks, I'll do it with him. And I believe it was like the third game. I was so innocent. I was just so scared because like, I believe the, I remember who it was, but they kept killing people like off of every jump. So I was scared and I stayed with Trevor and I guess I startled Trevor and he left and hit the meeting room. And I was like, okay, cool. He knows who it is. I'm ready to jump on this Trevor bandwagon. Little did I know he ends up saying my name. And I'm like, oh no, 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 Trevor, please. Before I could even get two words out, I was already voted out. And I was right. just sitting there puzzled. I've yet to play that game. I'll have to get in on, on, on one. I've heard it's similar to Mafia or Werewolf, the yeah, one game I've played with people uh, face-to-face. It's definitely um, a good experience, I say. When, you, when, you, when we do another social event, we'll probably throw Among Us in the mix again. I'm also sad I missed the Pokemon Showdown it's all challenge. Good. The ice I, fight. I used to play Pokemon Showdown all the time. I got a pretty high ELO. I, if I remember, I think I was around 1,400 or 1,500. Nice. Like, the ice-type challenge was really, really difficult because all you really needed was speed and brick break, and you could just start sweeping teams. But at the same time, people could start developing a tank system and try to pile through. But I think if you had the speed and the Pokemon that could like one shot a lot of the tanks, you've been fine. But you know, my my team was broken, but didn't really win. But I had like a mammal swine, and like a lot of my Pokemon learned toxic. So I was just like toxicing people's team and just trying to tank it out. That's fun. Though I didn't yeah, win, I but me. I think I it was a fun Pokemon. strategy to try to do. Well, I'll go back to you, Luke, because like the next question goes to it. Arrow Dicovery. So what have you all been up this semester and what are you looking forward to? I'll sort of lump that in together as a sure. two-part so, question. Arrow Dicovery has really been working on trying to characterize the rocket on a long-term basis so that each year the people working on the aerodynamics team don't have to go back and run initial simulations to figure out if everything makes sense. They can focus more on trying to change the geometry of the rocket so that uh, drag can be minimized and weight can be saved. So we've been trying to hash out 2D and 3D simulations of changing uh, the transition piece specifically. There's one individual on the aerodynamics team who's quite helpful, Matthew Kronheimer. He's been doing a lot of work on the transition piece, which is pretty cool. But I think during the fall we started off really focused on aerodynamics and then we started focusing on recovery quite a bit so we figured out how we want to wire the ejection charges both to the avionics bay and to the actual charges themselves as well as the cable cutter so we were just trying to hash out and visualize what the system would look like when it's actually completely integrated into the entire rocket but of course because we can't go to the cdme we haven't had the ability to begin construction of uh, said rocket and i'll throw in the other question what are you looking forward to on arrow recovery <laughs> um honestly just getting in and building the rocket i've just i feel like i got 
I didn't get robbed. We all got robbed last year of not being able to launch. And I don't want anything similar to come this year. I, I know it's going to be difficult to have a, even a test launch, but I want to get things done. Excuse me. I want to get things done and I want to be able to actually see hard work pay off. I know it, it, could, it sounds a bit selfish. I do love the, the club, but I, I want to, uh, I want I want to see some uh I want to get some reward for my hard work. I want to see a rocket go go boom, not in a bad way. I want to see it go up. I'll use a pun. You want a rocket to go zoom. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Saying the z word. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. No, I'll be here all week. <laughs> but I'll go to Muhammad and Ryan since you both are working on NASA, so it can be a tandem. I don't want to say tandem response cuz that would just be terrible in audio, but How's NASA coming along and, you know, some of the progress that you made this semester? Well, let me start it off by saying I am learning 100% from Ryan. Uh, so I'll just be like the introducer to the guy who introduces Steve Jobs to every uh, <laughs> every Apple event. I'm here learning under him. I'm learning. I've learned a lot uh, for sure. And it's it's a fun thing. It's definitely something where you learn more by making mistakes. I think David told me that. And so I just assume one or two things and then I run to uh, Ryan and he's, he'll tell me yes or no. And I learned from that. And I just kind of ping pong my ideas and what I'm thinking of some things are. And I, again, learning from Ryan and he can take the wheel from there. Yeah, so it's been a uh, kind of a, of a building year really. Uh, our first year in the competition, we didn't technically finish uh, as in build the rocket because well, the competition took place during, well, basically at the beginning of the pandemic and uh, it didn't. Oh, did they, did they actually have the competition? No, they didn't. Uh, they canceled, okay. I think everything, which was good for us because we weren't capable of competing at the time. But this year we've been learning a lot and I think definitely building a lot. The biggest thing that we've been trying to do is getting newer members involved, which has been really difficult during a pandemic because, well, when you can't go to the CDME and physically get people to have their hands building a body tube or working on the AV bay or talking to David about building the payload, it's very difficult to get newer members involved and keep newer members involved because, well, one of the big draws of BSLI is actually building the rocket and then flying it or building the payload and then using it. But aside from that, NASA's progress is, we're coming along very well. I think we're, well, we're on track to get the CDR critical design review submitted on time along with all the extra bits that NASA wants. And I, we're definitely on track to compete this year. I just don't know because it's, really up in the air, depending on um, when we're able to meet, if we can build the rocket and fly it before the deadline set forth by NASA. Tentatively, it's like the 24th of January. If we can't start building by that date, there isn't a chance for us to build the rocket and compete in the NASA competition. So we'll have to do the design division, unfortunately, but that's kind of how things are going in COVID year. <laughs> And then what are you guys looking forward to next semester? Um, well, for one, I, I, 
I'm looking forward to thermodynamics class. For some reason, energy really interests me. I like physics a lot and energy and light and photons have always been something. What do you have for uh, thermo? Oh, geez. I have no idea. I think Dr. Chen. Dr. Chen's good. You'll like him. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So I'm excited for thermo. I, I really like, I really think that topic will interest me and I'm, I'm interested to, for the new year, I'm always one for new year's resolutions and I've already mentioned it once. I really want to start exercising. I really want to play my guitar more. Um, And I really want to, I want to teach myself Russian. I've taken two semesters of Russian, but unfortunately I can't take Russian this coming semester because of how uh, or what engineering is demanding of me. So I need to do some of that outside of work. So I just want to find better work-life balance. So I'm, I'm just excited to have uh, some good motivation. I've, I've got uh, an internship ahead of me. So I have that to look forward to and uh, I'm doing well in school. So I just, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm feeling good. That's, that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm just ready to get out of this year and feel, feel refreshed. I couldn't agree more with you on that. I'll, I'll pick up, your slack of not having Russian, Luke. I'm taking a Russian class, but it's literature, but it's understanding how the influence of vodka has affected Russian politics. <laughs> That's pretty neat. Thanks. Is I that the class's title? Uh, I'll find the exact title, but that's like a brief course description of it. Huh. Okay. Da хорошо. And I'll go to Muhammad. What about you? Until I find the class. So go take your time on your, your future. Oh, man. Uh, well, I had just applied to the College of Engineering and I got accepted there. And I'm in pre-aero or aerospace right now. It's a bit vague, but I know I can apply for um, aerospace for sure, in which I'll apply when the applications open, which I'm not too sure about when it opens. I, I know it's around how I think it's around January. So um, just doing that, I really am looking forward to the next semester because I'm a huge routine guy and I finally figured out a great routine for uh, to study and to do great in my classes and to not be backed up and procrastinate up until the last minute, but to also have a social life and as well as getting the best grades as po- like as possible. So I'm looking forward to implement that again this semester to see if it really, really does work because it did wonders for me this semester. Uh, and besides that, I'm really looking forward to my mechanical engineering class. So yeah, that is definitely what I'm looking forward to. And Ryan. Um, definitely looking forward to the uh, end of the pandemic, I think. Everyone can relate to that, hopefully with the rollout of vaccines and vaccinations, hopefully by maybe the end of next semester, we'll be able to meet in person, have meetings and all that fun stuff. Um, But if not, oh well. And then aside from the end of the pandemic, I'm really looking forward to um, seeing how how Dr. Yedavali runs his class. That's one of those things because it's kind of the rumor of all the aero students oh dr itavali he's awful and all this i'm like well we'll see 
So I'm really interested to see how this classes uh, structures and controls. Nice, nice, nice. So I found the class. So it's Russian 3355.99. And the name of the class is Vodka in Russian, Society and Culture, Deconstructing Myths. And the description of the course is Vodka in Russia is important to virtually all social functions, is used as a home remedy for alignment, and is frequent is a frequent theme of jokes, folk songs, films, and literature. It also has an important political history, having long been used by the Russians and parentheses and the Soviet state as a form of social control. This course explores Russian culture and history through its most famous drink. And that's the class. So Luke, your thoughts on the class I'm taking. Um, I think that'll be interesting. I, I mean, I know nothing about the Russian culture, particularly. I've been much more focused on the language. There are some tidbits of the culture, but I think that's quite interesting that a drink is so attached to you know, what people have to do and say, I mean, even in the United States, I'd say alcohol, especially at Ohio State, people socialize around alcohol all the time. And if vodka is maybe that, but to uh, possibly an extreme or even more so than it is for college students in the United States, I think that's an extremely relevant thing. And if you learn about it, you'll probably be sure to maybe make connections between some of the stereotypes of Russian people and why they have came to be. I think that's that'll be fun. I think if you, you can either take it super serious or super lighthearted, either way, I think you're going to enjoy it. Yep, it's my last GE. Well, not my last GE, but the open GE that I'm filling in. So I could literally take anything. The other one I was thinking about doing the Russian spy film class because I had a friend who took it. And they did like they enjoyed the class and they watched like a James Bond film. I'm like, saying, oh, I could do it. But it's like saying the Russian vodka class, I think I probably would serve me more than watching spy films all day. And that's what I think I was getting towards when I started selecting those two classes and try to will myself down. Yeah, there you go. Sounds like you got the right choice that I mean, you couldn't go wrong with Russian spy class. I mean, come no, on. you really can't. Um, Muhammad, do you have any comments you want to throw in? Or are you ready for the next wave of questions? I was, I was, I was actually thinking about what if in the end for your, uh, for your final for that class, they just give you vodka and see how much you can take before passing out. That would be a great final lesson. That sounds terrible. I feel like it would just be a drink. You can sign up for the next class. I will, I will <laughs> gladly watch you be miserable. <laughs> and then I will help you when you are down. Uh, that doesn't sound fun, but no finals are fun. So, you know, the easy way. Out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to some of the fun topics. All right. So the first fun topic we got here is if you could paint the rocket any color or any scheme, what would it be? So I'll go with Ryan since he hasn't spoke a lot. So Ryan, you're first. Black and yellow in honor of BSLI. I see what you did there. Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have uh, black and white stripes and then do like kind of a uh, 
hexagonal eye pattern on the nose cone, you know. And then for the uh, fins, you can do uh, kind of like a light blue to make it look like the uh, translucent wings of a bee. Would you put like like the insect wing pattern on the inside of the fins as well? Oh, 100%. Nice. Muhammad, what about you? When I saw the script and I saw that question, mm -hmm. I, it, the answer came to me. I was going to paint it like Shenron. I would paint it as the dragon from Dragon Ball Z. Simple. Absolutely simple. I would paint it green. It's pretty much a normal Chinese and like or Japanese dragon that you would see in the uh, in the like New Year's festival. It'd mm -hmm. be just that green head to tail, uh, and I'd launch it. I probably don't even want it to come back. Wow. <laughs> and Luke, <laughs> what about you? I'd go with some uh, a white base with some hot rod flames on the nose cone. I was going to say black with some hot rod flames, but I, I don't feel like black would be a good color for something you're sending into the or high into the atmosphere. So I'm going to go with white with a hot rod nose cone. I think that would look tight. All right. I'm going to take some inspiration from Carly's purple crayon. So the two designs that I have are the simple yellow number two pencil. Very simple. The nose cone is the pencil tip. And then the bottom, the rocket, the aft of it would just be the pink eraser. And you would have a giant number two somewhere on the rocket. <laughs> that would be funny. And then the other one, still going with like writing utensils, a Sharpie. And you can just make different renditions because the nose cone would be the only thing that would change color. The rest of the base of the rocket would just be, you know, that light gray and have Sharpie written on the side. And then, you know, like I said, for the nose cone would be like the different colors for the Sharpies that you end up using. So that's what I would do. Would you draw that design in Sharpie? Just get the team, get like a pack of Sharpies and you're like, okay, make it guys. <laughs> that's if you get sponsored by Sharpie. <laughs> and it'll be a, you know, an experiment to see if it can withstand certain altitudes. Voila, got a, a Sharpie contract, guys. Let's go. Let's go. Now, the next... Next question is, if a rocket had a theme song, what would it be? I'll go with Ryan. And if you can't have a song, you can try to describe it. Uh, that's a difficult one. Um, last year's NASA, we tried to get Wendy's to sponsor us. Or rather, Aaron tried to get Wendy's to sponsor us. I feel like I should specify. Uh, he wanted... He, got us to name the rocket beef master <laughs> and uh, i feel like it would definitely be whatever song for that one at least whatever song wendy's uses in their commercials but for this year um i don't know you could do the star trek theme that would probably work with some like or not star trek theme but like some horns or something something sci-fi because we're got a little lander in there and we're boldly going we're no rocketry team has gone before you know stuff like that gotcha muhammad what about you i like ryan's idea i think it would just be something not star trekky i guess not so i don't steal his idea fully <laughs> but it would be some space influenced ominous music where it's like you can you can definitely hear it in like any space uh space movie but we'd have it 
changed up so we don't have to fight copyright <laughs> infringements. <laughs> mm -hmm. And Luke, what about you? Some classic rock, just like some hardcore Van Halen, ready to blast off some heavy rock. I'm not sure which song exactly, but maybe even some Led Zeppelin. Something, something, somewhere I can bang my head and jam out as I watch a rocket soar into the sky. That sounds, that sounds like a grand time. I feel like it's really hard to describe a theme song for a rocket, like you guys said. But at the same time, I feel like there's different phases where songs would play. I feel like there would be at least like three different theme songs, like walking out to the pad. Like I would agree with Luke, you have that nice classic rock, but as you as it launches you may have a song that's more fast paced soaring through the atmosphere and then when you reach space i'm going to go with the one and only loyal instrument is the french horn because it sounds like a beluga whale and it needs to sound majestic as it sits in the earth's atmosphere <laughs> a beluga whale <laughs> yes beluga whale and a majestic. beluga whale yes yeah, just Beluga whale, my favorite instrument for euphoria. Beluga whale, which which is I quote unquote call it the French horn, <laughs> and thus, you know, I could also see like low brass because low brass is always perfect for space as well, very triumphant. And if you really, if it's something really large, you got to have you know the bass drums or the war drums to really send it off or that timpani, I would call it, and just have that timpani just roll as a rocket just goes through the air. But now for the last question. If you could design a parachute, what would it be? Since we have our technically one of our recovery leads, Luke, you're going first. What am I? I'm sorry. You want to know about my parachute? Yeah, your parachute oh, design. Go. How would you design it? If you had any resources... To design I'm a parachute, of, I'm thinking of if or you, you know you play the new Mario Kart, you get to choose <laughs> your parachute when you get your car. I'm thinking, I I always pick the cloud one. I think a cloud parachute would look really cool because then it would look like, I don't know, that would that would just look really freaky. Or maybe if I design the parachute to look like a rocket as well, then double rocket. Ooh. I'm not sure. So I would want a parachute that would look like. Oh, never mind. I take all that back. A UFO. The parachute's a, a perfect shape for a classic UFO look. Very nice. No doubt. Muhammad, what about you? I love how he took both of the amazing ideas. Like, the, I had none, but then, like, immediately when he said cloud and then UFO, I was like, damn, they're both really good. <laughs> I don't know. I think off the top of my head, Oh my god, that is hard. I think I just say Rubik's Cube right now. An unsolved Rubik's Cube. Ooh. Just, yeah, have those, what, six different colors mm -hmm. on as a pattern. I'd have that. Hopefully it'll be something like Morse code or something. Or Sailor's Code. Because I know you, they use different colored flags and like they're squares and something. But yeah, I think I'll go with something like that as of now. I like. Ryan, what about you? Uh... Definitely. So, you, you know the remove before flight tags? Mm -hmm. Scale one of them up, turn it into a um, elliptical chute, and on the top it says attach before flight. 
bright red will be perfect. That that is pretty clever. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> for me, I joke about it. I know the simple straight answer of BSLI parachute, perfect, easy, said and done. My second one would be a picture of someone from BSLI as a parachute. <laughs> I don't know who, but I think, you know, for the, I feel like the project manager should have the ability to slap their face on a, on a parachute. So Ryan, I'm looking at you. Imagine you're, <laughs> as it opens up, you just see yourself smiling as the rocket comes down. God, if you can find a place that will print images onto ripstop nylon, I will consider it if there's money in the budget. If there's money in the budget. <laughs> and then I guess the last one, hmm, it's really hard. I feel like, oh, I already I know it. So you know the GameCube and the C-Stick. Might as well just make it yellow and have a giant C in the middle. That would be funny. It that just comes down or like the A button. So like any other like button for a video game controller could be a parachute. <laughs> it should be the X button because I'm pretty sure every console has an X button. Yep. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> and that's all the questions we have. So now we're on to our final thoughts. So uh, it doesn't, I guess, trying to figure out who I want to go in order since Muhammad's been second. I'll let you go first on the final thoughts. All right. I mean, final thoughts on what exactly? Just the whole thing? The whole anything? BSLI, the podcast episode, anything that comes to mind? Well, speaking of, I'll start with the podcast. I've loved it. I love hearing it on like when I'm traveling, when I'm going to work or anything like that. Anytime I'm on the road, I open up my Spotify and I just hear one or two. And it's, it's a really nice thing. I really do hope it continues. I mean, it will. We just need people as good as the creator to continue it, I guess. <laughs> uh, with BSLI, I've always given it praise. Uh, it is, it's such an amazing, an amazing group, especially the people. I've always, even when I first started and I brought nothing to the table, everyone was always so helpful and just so eager to help me learn and get to a position where I could be helpful. And then you just kind of bounce that energy off of to off of the uh, off onto the newer members and you just want to help them because you remember how you were helped. So yeah, I I've loved it. It is, it is definitely the best organization I've been in uh, in my university years for sure. And Luke, what about you? Final thoughts? Um, I think we're all just ready to get off of Zoom, honestly. I, I can't, I didn't realize how much even people who I'm not that personably, personable with, like y'all, for example, I mean, every, all of us have our best friends, but I see you guys from time to time. And now that I see you over Zoom, it makes me miss your faces and it makes me miss, you know, all the all of our stupid antics and just the fun that you can have with people and i just i cannot wait until every all of this is gone i'm hopeful that we have a vaccine and um i can see the nasa team pictures of the nasa team doing their thing in alabama you know everyone's sitting there maybe even without a mask who knows building the rocket together or, 
the spaceport team going out to Las Cruces and sitting in the hotel thinking about how to put the rocket together and you know seeing pictures of people traveling and seeing pictures of people uh, just you know sitting around a fire all together not having to worry about social distancing it's I mean we're all going to have to do these things just to ensure the safety of those vulnerable but I, I'm just happy with the way we've approached the pandemic as a club and as people. And I, I, I'm very grateful to be a part of this organization. And I think the podcast has been a really cool thing that uh, I know isn't easy for you to do, Trevor, and it does take a, a lot of time out of your, your week. So I thank you for that. But I, I just have to say, I'm just, I'm really hopeful to see more people and I'm, I'm thankful for uh, being able to have controlled my thoughts and emotions throughout uh these past couple months without you know getting getting too down so i'm looking forward to the future right now and ryan uh final thoughts uh it's been a pretty awful year i think a lot of people can agree on that um i'm like luke said looking forward to the future um because it looks like we're kind of making a turn or we're rounding the bend as it were. And I think things will start to get better now as a whole in society. So BSLI will be maybe meeting later this semester, like near the end with even with face masks, um, that would be great. But as far as, um, you know, final thoughts, I think um, we did the best we could given the uh, cards that we were dealt because nobody predicted a pandemic would happen. I mean, you can't really expect it or plan for it or prepare for it in any meaningful way. But even when that happened, we were still able to pull together as a club and still do social events. So like the Among Us Pokemon tournaments, the uh, <laughs> watching the SpaceX rockets, those were all cool. Those were all fun. Um, so I think we really did the best and I hope that we can continue to do our best in the coming months as the pandemic comes to a close, hopefully. <laughs> Fantastic thoughts, gentlemen. I would like to add that it's been a pleasure doing the podcast, finishing up the first season. I didn't know how to either make it into a second season or just keep running through with different episodes. But I think, I think at some point in time, you need to make a second season. I was saying every time you reach a new year, that should just be a new season. I thought about like, oh, you could end a semester and make a whole new season and have everything situated. But at some point in time, you would have too many seasons just sitting on Spotify and be like, why is there like 17 different seasons? And I think just coming around towards New Year's and just stopping it, finishing that season, then starting a new one. I think that's the best idea for this organization, though you may, you know, when seniors graduate who do the podcast you know, your host may switch during mid-season. So I don't know if people are going to like that. So you may break that up and make a whole new season. Depends on how people in the organization want to receive it. But I want to thank, you know, all the Rocketeers who listen to this podcast. It has, I know I've been slacking off since, you know, Thanksgiving, but obviously finals rolled in. And then I want to take some time for the holiday, spend time with family. But now we're getting ready for the second season. I know there's going to be a lot of excitement going into the season. I'm going to plan out so many fun things on the podcast, get more students involved, reach out to other student organizations, reach out to people in the industry and try to make this thing more, I want to say not educational, but more informative of what's going on on campus, 
what other clubs are doing on campus, what industry is doing. So everyone on BSLI has an opportunity to understand what's going on in the world versus they have to read a news article. And that's basically, you're only hearing one side of the story, but if you hear someone who's actually at the company or actually in that club doing something, I think that's more intriguing, more enticing. To continue off of the thank yous, I wanna thank our sponsors who support BSLI through this hard time, giving us funds, you know, making sure we have all the cleaning supplies we need to keep the CDME clean, as well as CDME allowing us to be in the workspace as we're building our rockets this semester. They could have easily turned us away, but they gave us the space and the chance to build our rockets, which I highly thank them so much during this part of the year. And gotta thank our faculty and staff at Ohio State. You guys rock. You really educate people on BSLI, the things that industry is doing, as well as preparing them for the real world and being real engineers. And gotta thank the BSLI alumni for all that they do, coming to our presentations, listening and giving feedback, and just making this organization as a whole better than it already was and taking more steps in the right direction to becoming a longevity at Ohio State. But that will do it for us on the last episode for season one of the BSLI pre-flight checklist. Remember everyone, stay safe, wash your hands, and we will all see you in the new year. And go Bucks! Bucks!